You're listening to on-demand audio from 89.9 WDAV Classical Public Radio and WDAV.org. This service is made possible by the contributions of listeners like you. Please consider supporting WDAV's online service with a financial contribution. Look for the individual support button on the homepage. Thank you. Well, this morning, I am glad to talk again to Peter Reinhardt, who's been with us before on Biscuits and Bach. And he's come in to talk to us about holiday baking. But first, Peter, you just told me your title at Johnson & Wales University, where you work, is Chef on Assignment. It's an interesting job. Could you just quickly tell us what that means? Yes. uh, I'm the only one in the whole university that has this title, and uh, (laughs) and it's one that they made up for me because I do so many different things. I'm available to do whatever they need me to do, so I'm kind of the goodwill ambassador. I get to go out and speak to groups. I also teach an intro to baking course for our freshman students, and I teach a course on food and culture in our sociology department, and I get to travel to all the campuses within the Johnson & Wales universe. So Uh, The only title we could think of that was comprehensive enough and didn't define me too narrowly was chef on assignment, and that's what I am. Well, that makes you the perfect person to come in and talk to us this morning about holiday baking then. We're coming up on a week where a lot of people are going to start thinking about baking, and we're entering a season where people do it a lot. So Mm -hmm. what are some great ideas for people who, who want to bake? keep in mind is that there's so much going on on Thanksgiving Day that it's good to get as much done ahead of time as possible. And so if you want to have dinner rolls and if you want to make them yourself instead of buy them, it's okay to make those a few days ahead and maybe even freeze them or make them a day ahead and just keep them in a bag and then warm them up before baking them. Also, the day itself, I mean, baking on holidays is Well, one of the nice things about holidays is it's a day off. So when you start the day with breakfast at home, it's nice to have a warm baked good of some sort. So things like cinnamon buns, uh, fresh biscuits, uh, scones, these are wonderful things and very easy to make. And so I, I encourage people to do it and just to plan ahead. What are some of your favorite things to bake for Thanksgiving? Is that hard for you? You bake so many things. Of course, I love making turkey stuffing. Uh, which is which is made from leftover bread. And this year I'm making mine out of leftover challah bread, which we make, our students make it at Johnson & Wales, and I grabbed a few loaves. And uh, challah bread is a nice eggy bread. It's full of eggs, it's golden in color, and it's soft. So it soaks up a lot of the juices that you put in. But you could use anything. I also am going to put some whole grain bread in there and some cooked rice and things like that. So it's fun to play with already baked goods and turn them into something else. So that's one thing, you know. Cinnamon buns, sticky buns. You can't beat a good, soft, sticky bun. Not hard to make. Also can be set up a couple of days ahead of time, kept in the refrigerator, baked at the time you want them. You just can't go wrong with the smell of cinnamon, the the softness of those buns. and It's really probably the ultimate comfort food. And that's one of the reasons why people love to bake at the holidays is that it symbolizes comfort, security, warmth, home, hospitality. What do you think about pumpkin pie? Love it. <laughs> uh, it's it's wonderful. And it's funny, isn't it, how certain things taste better at certain times of the year. I mean, you can make pumpkin pie any time of the year, but I tend to crave it. I think more people crave it during the late fall, early winter, because it's the type of food that is harvested at that time of the year. Butternut squash, which you're only going to be able to harvest this time of the year. You, you don't eat that in midsummer. You might eat a zucchini, but you're not going to eat a butternut squash. You don't even uh, yearn for it in the summer, but yeah. you can't wait to get it or a good piece of pumpkin pie during the winter. And 
And uh, because a pumpkin pie is really a type of custard pie, and a custard pie means it's made with milk and eggs, the key to a pie like that is that you bake it at a low, slow temperature so that it doesn't become curdled. Uh, Anything with eggs can curdle if you bake it at a high temperature. And it depends on your oven, and everybody's oven is different because you don't want the crust to get done before the center is done, and you don't want the center to be done before the crust is done. In my oven, for instance, uh, we baked a test pie the other day, my wife and I, and um, the custard was perfectly set, and the top of the crust was perfectly set, but the bottom wasn't. The bottom wasn't done. The crust was still a little doughy because the temperature of the oven was probably too high. What we did was we dropped it another 25 degrees, added 10 minutes of baking time so that everything came out at the same time. Baking ultimately is the balancing act of time, temperature, and ingredients. Well, thank you, Peter Reinhardt, for coming into Biscuits and Bach and talking to us again and and sharing your wonderful knowledge of food and baking in particular. And we will look forward to having some good food over the holidays and hope that you do too. I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. It's great to be here again, Rachel.